What's up, nerds? Welcome back to the Fandalorian Club here on Apocalypse Movies. Thank you so much for joining us. We are very excited. We are here to talk some Andor, episode seven. I'm particularly juiced because I wasn't able to make last week's show. Um, we had Mr. Uh, Amaru Moses fill in for me, which was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and our third member is officially here. He can pop in whenever he likes because he likes to make fashionably late a thing. And he What's makes up, guys? Hello. There he is. How are we What's doing? Up, how are you doing, are y'all? Since you're fashionably late, Gio, how are you today? I'm good. I'm good. Just uh, busy as ever, but uh, squeezed in some Andor. It's funny. I, I skipped the last episode because I didn't watch it. So I just went through, instead of, you know, how you have the option to skip intro, I didn't. And I, I, I kind of got caught up. You guys got to help me out. I'm still going to go watch back. Last and, week's episode? Oh I didn't, God. no. That's but. like the best episode. Geo. <laughs> but I got the summary of, of what oh happened. Oh my God, Geo. <laughs> what are you doing with your life? Oh no. I have no You literally idea. had a day off. I had a lot to do, buddy. I was in Roseville, which is like 30 minutes outside of SAC and just running errands. Far. So, Geo, make sure you watch it because it's basically yes. the best episode. The 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 pre or the previously on didn't do the episode justice. You gotta watch the episode. Okay. Well, you know what? I'm just gonna George Lucas Star Wars it. I'm gonna watch these episodes and I'm gonna go back and watch these episodes and right? That's the Star Wars way. Okay. Well, anyway, moving on from that ridiculousness. Uh Brian, how are you today? <laughs> I'm good. Just got back from the gym, so endorphins are endorphins are running so ready to talk a little nerd stuff same ready to go um it's a little weird because you know usually we have marble rewind to look forward to tomorrow and then i have rings of power review to look forward to on the weekend as far as producing goes this is the last show of the week for us uh it's actually quite nice um not an overload week right Uh, a little bit of a, a breather so we could take some time talk some andor we're in episode seven uh, we were kind of teased a little bit earlier this week about the show or the episode, excuse me, not necessarily taking, you know, uh, a little bit of a different zigzaggy way with this episode. It's just it was going to be a, a little bit off the beaten path from what we're used to over the last couple episodes. Um, it was, you know, kind of setting up what's coming. Right. We kind of, we, we got done with that previous arc. Everything that happened on Aldani uh, is officially done from what we know anyway. I'm sure there'll be some moments here and there, um, but we're kind of, we're moving forward now, right? We picked back up with Luthen and Mon Mothma, got a lot more of them. Cassian is on a whole nother adventure right now. Obviously the episode ends with him being arrested, uh, which is an interesting, interesting fact uh, and what's going to be happening with the show going forward. Um, but Ryan, I'm gonna go back to you first, Brian. What, what are some quick immediate reaction thoughts on episode seven? The show is a movie. The show is a literal movie just playing out on TV. It's I I, I know I say that every single week, but it, it really is. It's just incredible. Like every second I'm just invested in it. Just like, I mean, there's times I catch myself catching my breath, not catching my breath, holding my breath. And it's just like, it's just so well done in every single aspect like even though there was zero action in this 
it was still a great episode. Like there, I can't, this show like, isn't like other shows right now for me where it's like, Oh yeah, this is an okay episode. This is, this was about like outside of probably the last episode, because it was just an incredible, like every episode has just been on par in the great. And it, I just, this show is incre incredible. Those were a, a long couple of sentences. Uh, Gio, what about you? <laughs> Brian, I don't care. Uh, very <laughs> engaging. Um, a lot of characters trying to work in the shadows. And you feel their... Uh, the You just feel the pressure. Like more and more of the Empire is starting to take notice. And it's some good writing. Well... It's, it, it, that's kind of a great little segue to you because I actually wanted to start the show off with something that we haven't been able to talk much about just because they haven't been that much in the forefront uh, yet, but that's Deidre and the ISB. I want to start with them because we got the most of them in this episode compared to the whole season so far. Um, and the, the title of the episode is called Announcement. And I'm not saying this is like officially the first or whatever, but it kind of feels in a way like they were insinuating that this was like the re rebellion coming out party. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we don't officially know if this was like the first one or whatever, but it seems like this is the first official one that has been labeled a rebel attack. Um, I think they even you know, called it a terrorist attack. They called it a terrorist in the radio. I think it was the radio broadcast call. They called it a terrorist attack. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it, it's an interesting point of view because, you know, we through all of our Star Wars history, whether it be rebels or rogue one or anything in between um the rebellion has never like it's it's always been kicking right we've never had to like see the very beginning of it all and now kind of stepping back and realizing like the rebellion has been going on for a little bit but they haven't really been a thing and that conversation between luthan and mon mothma where she was like what are you doing and he's like it's in motion you jump in or you're out like yeah. it's it's go get in or go home like it's party time um and it very much feels like this is officially rebellions on uh but i wanted to start with the isb because they, they play a huge part in all this um not just with them in general but we learned via mon mothma that they are spying on her right they have infiltrated her a little bit with with her driver some other people but i wanted to get your guys perspective on deidre um everything going on at the headquarters there the turn of events that now she's in charge of Ferrix, which we kind of were expecting to get at some point. Um, how that was all handled. The mention of Palpatine, which is very interesting. Uh, just what do you guys think? Brian, I want to start with you because you're a big, you're a big Empire guy. What do you think of all this? I love seeing the inner workings more Me than too. just like the grunts, like mm -hmm. or the occasional like target. We're seeing higher ups, right? Like yeah. it's awesome. Yeah. Well, it's just, it's interesting to see how things all work. Um, it's not just literally Palpatine, go do this. Da -da 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 -da. Like, it's a whole entire network, essentially. Um, and I, I, I think it's being done so interesting like it's it's just like 
they're in sectors, but they're like not, it's not something like we've seen before. It's not like a governor type thing. Like it's, it's very much the like, the literal inside you don't see of what's being going on at, with the empire. And it's just, it's interesting. That's literally the only way I can really think like, I'm sitting there just like, I want to know more about each one of these people that's on this like council, like what is their role and stuff. And they're very much like they work together, but they're still clearly all there for themselves. It reminds me a lot of, and this is the only movie that immediately popped in my head. I don't know why. Don't ask me, but did you guys ever see the Tom Cruise movie Valkyrie? Mm -mm. Where he was essentially, uh, I, I missed that one. No. Where he was, so basically, the premise of the movie is he is, he's a Ger he's German or he's some other nationality, but he's working for the Americans and infiltrating, uh, Hitler's Germany, and he's a high up Nazi, and we get to see the inner workings of all the higher up Nazis alongside Hitler, and it was a big historical event, like it's based on true story, um, and. Obviously, we know that the empire is based off of Nazi Germany, like parts of it. It's very heavily uh, based off of what happened with Hitler and everything like that. And it feels very much like that, Brian, like what you're saying of, you know, it's not. Um, you said sectors and whatnot. It, it kind of feels in a way like we're seeing like like when that lead ISB um, leader came in and was talking about like, I just talked to Palpatine. Like whenever we ever heard. Anybody but someone like Tarkin say, I just talked to Palpatine. Like, it I feels... was taken aback the amount of times his name was just... Yeah, it, quite a few times. It, but it feels like, which I love this aspect, it feels like Palpatine is kind of being looked at as almost like a military leader where he takes the phone calls and makes the decisions, right? You can almost say like president, right? President, the red phone, takes the phone calls, makes the decisions, etc., but that's kind of how I'm picturing him right now. Or like, like a comparison, he's Hitler who makes the ultimate decision over everything and his leaders call him for direct answers. Um, and that, that's kind of what I'm getting. And I love the perspective because that's the first time that we've ever seen that. Usually we expect Palpatine in the shadows. He's making decisions through Tarkin or Vader, right? He's not very much in the limelight. But now like they're pushing him out there like he's just hanging out in a room answering phone calls, taking calls from this military leader, that military leader, this person, that person, like someone who would lead the empire called Chancellor Palpatine or em Emperor Palpatine would. So I, I love the perspective that they're putting on him because it's different from anything we've gotten in Star Wars before. Andy said, just said what I was going to say. Did you know that that who that was? Right? Yes, it's current. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. I just didn't think of it in the moment. My bad. I'm sorry, Andy. You can correct me all you want. It's easier to say that ISB leader guy. Geo, he's no, that, that that perfectly summarizes for someone like me who doesn't have too much exposure to ISB. But <laughs> I mean, I completely agree with what both of you have said, you know, and to the point where now they're starting to change the way they serve justice for crimes committed and whatnot. You know, it was that's the ISB, right? Yeah, that's all they're doing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they, they literally show like uh, casting. This used to be six months. Now it's six years. And mm -hmm. it's just because. Yeah, it's funny how Cassian 
unintentionally ends up being in the, you know, crossfire of that. And which that whole sequence, I'm sure we'll talk about. It's just, I was thrown off, but there were some cool things in there. Um, but yeah, I mean, for somebody who doesn't have much exposure to ISB and is just now really learning about it, it's, uh, it's nice super to see. Cool. Yeah, it's nice to see more of the uh, higher ups of the empire. You know, well, they're is not that just... where Krennic falls in the ISB. No, he's the sci- he... He's like a science division. Science, okay. Um, kind of look at him as like a Red Skull of Nazi Germany. Sure. Okay. I mean, he's just yeah, he's just another head like. He's a head of a different department that deals with like science and experiments. And, I, and at this point, he's you learn this in the book Catalyst, but he's been essentially building the idea of something like the Death Star for a very, very long time. Um, and he's been working on like, that for years. I look, I look at them like Hydra's like, like the octopus head would be Palpatine. He'd be an arm. He's one of the tentacles. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Arm tentacles, Brian tentacles, whatever. That's what an octopus. And the ISB would be like the ISB would be like the suckers on the tentacles, like they're part of it. I think the ISB would be a tentacle. Mm, I would say ISB would one hundred percent be a tentacle. I would say Ularn would be the tentacle, whereas the the grunts would be the suckers. No, because I I see the tentacles as divisions, not just people. I yeah, I guess. I mean, I I just assume I assume it's more there's someone that is the literal head of each one of those things. Like I would assume Krennic is the literal lead of the science division. That's why I said Red Skull. Compare him to Red Skull. Yeah, and then I would assume Yalaren seems to be the one that's in charge of the ISB, and then mm-hmm. Tarkin would be in charge of like. So it's like yeah. You know, yeah. Okay. Let's get let's get off the topic of octopus. Oh, that's the guy from Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He has, it is. He has a he has a mustache and it. Yep. The same he was guy. he was heavily in Clone Wars a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, very he's, cool. The the narrator's voice, isn't he? Yeah. Jeez. I think so. Yeah. I think you're right. I think. Jeez. Um. Yeah. I mean, he had to he had to survive. He had to survive. Um. But let's talk. Let's talk about. So not just the ISP, but Deidre. How are we feeling about her character, kind of where she's at, um, and kind of the path that she's headed on? We clearly know at this point that she's going to be headed to Ferrix at some point, uh, whether it be next episode or the episode after that. She's going there for You think she's going to go there? I I think 100% she's going there. I don't think she goes there. I think she just finds Cyril. Mm, I think she goes there. I don't think she's someone who sits behind a desk and does stuff. I think she's a hands-on person. I think she 100% goes to Ferret. I think she's just going to look at the records, find this the moves that Cyril made, goes to Cyril's mom's house, talks to him, they connect, a la that's how we are finding Andor. I don't think they... I I don't know if we go back to... I'm gonna, we go, I think we go back to Ferret. Because Bix thing- is there, and we need more Bix. I think we're done with Bix. I hope we're not done with Bix. I, I better not be done with Bix. I think we're done with Bix, honestly. I think the only reason we go back is for the mom and B2 emo. No, we can't be done with Bix. She's too important to the galaxy. Yeah, I don't know. But she, I mean, we were definitely right in the sense of she's going to be the connection of 
serial to this whole thing. Yeah, I need for sure. I mean, um, they're on the same planet right now. Geo, uh, any thoughts on Deidre? And if you don't know character names, it is the blonde. Yeah, the the one that showed the guy up in the Imperial room. Mm -hmm. I'll just say that. Um, Her character is growing on me. Uh, I tend to believe with, uh, I think it was, who said it? You, Jake, that she's going to go on the planet or she's going to. Yeah, I think she's I think she's going to Ferrix. Yeah, she's just itching to do uh, way more, and she's getting her way. It's catching the attention of the higher-ups to the point where they're saying, you better watch your back, you know? And I enjoy those kind of conflicts, those discussions. I appreciate that they sh- took the time to, to, to show it, you know? And even the, the head of the uh, council was sitting back, and, you know, he's like, hmm, what if everybody was like Deidre. I wonder what that would be like. And she's just like, what? And um, that was cool. Yeah. And, you know, I kind of feel bad for the other guy. You know, he's just trying to do things by the book and be all about, you know, policy and procedure. But, you know, you got a guy that she took the job from. Yeah. Throw yeah. That trash but... away. Yeah. Get I him mean, out of here. Just a okay. So in the pre, never mind. I was gonna go down. Never mind. No. We're not. We're not predicting Geo. We're not previewing the next episode because some of us don't watch that stuff. No, I'm like talking to be about spoiled by things. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> now you were gonna say prequel. What about prequel? No, I was gonna say the prequel. It's just that I've noticed. So in the previous episode. The, With the one you didn't watch, you're, you're right. The one right. that we didn't watch, but you know, I watched the recap, you know, <laughs> last week on Andor. Um, the guy who was secretly working with the rebels, um, the officer on that Born. planet, him, Born. he died, right? I don't know. You got to watch the episode. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he died. It's, it's, never mind. We're wasting time. I'll watch the episode. You got to <laughs> watch the episode, Gio. That's the point of this watch- show. I will watch the episode. Goodness. Um, all right, let's talk about Cyril, right? We, we got a big chunk of Cyril this time. He finally left his mama's house uh, after a couple of episodes. Apparently. He got, he got out there. He's out in the world in a hideous brown suit uh, that goes up to his chin, as his mom says. And he's just working a boring old desk job. Um, they literally have Star Wars versions of cubicles. Hundred percent. <laughs> Um, this poor guy, and look, I don't know if he's going to be a super evil guy or if he's just had a, a string of bad luck, but he's really just trying to find his place in the world. At this moment in time, he hasn't done anything that's awful for me to not like him. He's just clearly trying to find his way. His mom is a little bit getting in the way. She is extremely annoying. Get this woman out of here. Um, but he seems to be on his way to finding something, whether that be working for the ISB getting a hunch about Andor coming across him in some capacity. Um, how are we feeling about Cyril and where he's kind of headed? I want to know who his uncle is. Me too. They keep dropping uncle. Uncle, 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 uncle your uncle, this uncle. Uh, and I'm like, do we, do you think it's anybody relevant? I don't know. I don't think it's going to be anybody it, relevant. Probably not. I don't, I can't imagine it would be be anyone mind shattering like 
I mean, this person clearly has pool, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. so I would assume it's someone in the empire. Maybe like a throwaway name from Clone Wars that people will recognize, like something like that. But it's not going to be like, oh, your Uncle Palpatine is like, it's not that serious. It's just the amount of times they say, talk about your uncle, your uncle. um, It's almost like it's making me more curious about that than his story. I mean... I'm cool with him right now because it's like I'm just waiting for the the connection with Deidre. Like, I, yeah, I mean, the two of them are definitely connecting. Yeah, like it it was obvious the second like she said she wanted to check out what there happened is. in that situation. So I, I for me, I'm just kind of waiting on that. Like the guy's clearly just running through. Like you said, he's trying to find his place. He's. He clearly knows he's bound to be, he needs to be important in some capacity. The second that this connection happens, like I'm sure we'll get a more maybe sinister character. Cause I mean, obviously he's going to hate Andor. So. Yeah. I, I think it's definitely, he's definitely on his, on his way to, I think he's going to become an, probably an ISB agent. Oh. Uh, that's that's kind of what I see him being. ISB kind of fits a little bit similar, not super similar, but similar-ish to the Corpos and what he was doing beforehand. Um, I don't think he's fit for like a normal Imperial job. Uh, I think he needs a little bit more, and the ISP I think calls for that. I'm interested in seeing what happens though. If if you know, obviously this is thinking way too far ahead, but. Is he someone that's around? Like, does his story last all the way until the end of season two, or is it? No, so he's for one? sure in season two because I saw. We just, that, don't, we just don't know how many. Yeah, the actor. Uh, I saw something on Twitter was like, "Shit, he had a big old beard," and he's like, "Getting ready for that baby face for season two. So Yeah, no, and that's I'm, I'm, that leaves me excited because I, I want to see like his path up like the imperial ranks. You know, he's not going to come any become anyone like incredibly important at least from what we know, but he's going to have enough of an impact to be, you know, have his story told, which leaves me excited. So Gio. Yeah. I'm waiting for him to join the empire. Uh, I think that's where he goes. And Deidre could be a big part of that. And oddly enough, I'm, I'm rooting for him to get there. You know, well, that's your whole... evil, that's fine. true, but no, the whole, him settling for a cubicle desk job boring it just looks like a slow way to die you're just like (laughs) wasting your life and just i don't know those stories like that are always you know too real i think that's a lot of real life adults fears is doing work that's just boring uninspiring or unpurposeful you know and uh so i i really really enjoyed how they painted that whole thing and um yeah i'm still invested in where his uh art goes it's interesting he'll be in season two that answers some questions so yeah no definitely I thought um, it was wild, the fact that he was like he literally told this whole story he was like yeah i got two people killed and blah blah blah, blah. I, yeah and, I, th- I thought that was a little strange that he just like opened up to the guy and then the guy literally just goes okay well we're just gonna and i was like 
he just he got like ten people murdered, and you're like, okay. <laughs> that uncle, man, uncle, yeah, the uncle. They must be terrified of him. I don't think it's gonna mm-hmm. become a situation though of an uncle where the uncle ends up being what someone. What? What if it's Tarkin? Just like that'd be wild. He'd, he'd be in the. He would be in the Imperial already. He'd he'd have some low level job or Probably. something. All I'm saying is I don't think it's going to become a situation where the uncle ends up being an uncle like um, uh, D'Onofrio and Hawkeye, where he comes back as Kingpin, right? Uncle, like, oh, my God, who's who's her uncle? We know who her uncle is. I don't think it's going to be something Mm -hmm. that big, but maybe he has enough connections and he's a higher up that we recognize, but isn't like a main player. Who knows? Um, Could be credit. Could you imagine Ben Mendelsohn just showing up? Uh, well, they said Harlow, so we don't we don't know who he is. Um, let's talk about Mon Mothma. Probably my favorite scenes of the episode. Yeah, I think I think my favorite part of the entire episode is that that dinner party sequence where she's walking around the party, uh, talking to her old childhood friend about the rebellion, but not really about the rebellion. Trying to get some family funds because she can't access them correctly now, and she essentially wants him to help her and work for her but not tell him exactly what's going on. Um, we can also sprinkle in the conversation she had with Luthen as well, because that was a very intense conversation uh, between the two of them. Luthen very much seems like he's like one of the head honchos of what the rebellion is doing at this moment in time. Um, but I think Mon Mothma stole the episode. I think what Genevieve O'Reilly is doing with this character is brilliant. That conversation that they had where she's basically talking, telling him, smile, don't, don't break out contact. Let's walk. Like she's choreographing this whole entire thing around all of these people that can rat her out because she knows it's the only opportunity she has. She can't do it in front of her driver because he's he's a spy. She can't do it in front of people at the Senate because they're spies. It is the only chance she has to do it, and she has to do it as quietly as she possibly can, and she kills it. It she, is incredible to watch her do work. Uh, I'm such a fan of what she's doing, and that, that stuff was awesome. My favorite part of the episode. I 100% echo everything you just said. It's so good. Those are the parts where you're like holding your breath. And that's that's why I wanted this show. That is exactly why I wanted this show. It's so good. And it just kind of leads me to like, I'm not complaining, but it's like, why have we not gotten stuff like this sooner? Like, this is just, it's so good. And she is just so good in this. Like, it's incredible. Like, she's been sitting there. Like, when we could have had stuff like this, like, it's it's incredible. And just the way she interacts with people like Luthen and her friend and how she's just like, she's talking, but she's just like making everyone believe that she's having, like, it's just so well, it's, it's that, that line. She says, she says all of, all of it, the Mon Mothma they see is all a lie. That line. I'm like, it's yeah. incredible. It's just so good. Yes. Andy. So good. Yeah. What Andy said here, uh, you find my politics a bit strong for your taste. Yeah, how she clapped back and used his words against <laughs> yeah. him. Boom. Yeah. But, I mean, the conversation between Martha and Luther and 
reminded me of like, man, why don't they just do what they did in Mission Impossible 3, where they're talking, but their lips are saying different words, you know, like, you guys remember that? No, not really. I do okay. remember. I, do, I know exactly what you're talking about. Too. Yeah, but uh, Luthen is, is all about it, and he's being aggressive, and it's making my Mothra a bit comfortable, uncomfortable, you know, about like, is now the time? Is this really happening? I can't give you any more credits. I, I mean, without having more eyes on me, there's so much pressure on her, you know, because I mean, as far as I'm concerned, she has things to lose people to lose. You know, I haven't seen Luthen. I mean, other than, that's that's his wife, right? Who's the assistant or something? I think or, it's just someone else who works in the rebellion. I think it's someone else. Yeah, I think it's just his assistant who is like equally as pissed and, off as he is. That yeah, and, and also and she's just to, more just in the to, thick of it. Yeah. Well, just to clarify, his assistant isn't the woman who met Vel, right? Or is it the same woman? No, I think it is. I thought that's that was- what I I thought so too, but I couldn't tell, like because she obviously had very different outfits and makeup on. I I. It felt like it, but I also wasn't sure if it was the same character or not. I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure it was. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Same. Yeah. Andy agrees. Yeah. I, I thought so, but I just couldn't tell because the hood and the I didn't recognize Belle so. at first because her hair was done nice and she was ha- like wasn't dirty like from the planet. I was like when she, they said Val, I went oh. <laughs> I was like, Wait, that was the woman in the red. The, the woman, woman in the red was... with the hood was Luthen's yeah. assistant. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I had the same question, right? I was like, oh, they look similar. And the woman that she was talking to was the one that was on the planet that did the robbery. With with Cassian, yeah. Man, when Cassian gunned down that guy that we thought was like, oh, they're going to be close, you know? No. What are you talking about? You haven't seen the episode. I saw the... The behind... You don't know what happened, Gio. Behind the scenes, the fucking... You you know... Can I say... Last week on Andor... One thing that I scheme, geo scheme. I jumped out of my seat um, when I watched the episode because I saw it in Luthen's shop. Uh, did you guys see the Jedi Temple Guard mask? Oh no, I didn't. I got so excited. It's very quick, and it's like in the corner when he's talking to her, and like he turns, and there's just a Temple Guard mask. I not surprised. I'm beyond course on very not, not surprised. Um, I wanted to get back to Mon Mothma, and this is a line I definitely want to bring up, but Andy said it in the chat, because uh, the way she straight, straight up said, don't trust my husband, um, mm-hmm. which we all we all kind of believed anyway. Uh, but after the reveal that her driver is an ISB agent, and she clearly knows that Perrin, um, you know, Mr. Friend. Daddy Mothma, uh, is not a good dude. He is not someone who, who flies with the right people. And he clearly has friends who are on the Imperial side of everything. Um, and she knows it. So she is truly solo. Because at this moment, it definitely feels like her daughter is a little bit more favorable of her, her dad more than Mon Mothma. Um, so she is truly a solo act at this moment in time. And this, So this woman is... And we kind of felt or saw a little bit of the breakdown inside Luthen's shop. She was, you know, questioning and, you know, she has the most to lose and the fact that she's not really being kept up to date and all of these things are happening, and now it seems like after that conversation, she's going to be kicking it into high gear. It definitely feels like that was almost the trigger point of her realizing she can't just wait around anymore. She she has to push forward 
and not do things on her own, but make sure that she's doing things that are in her favor and that she's in control of them and not letting other people make the decisions for her. At least that's what I got from it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> if, if dude is so yeah. evil, why is she with her or with him? Like, because is, it's, is it, is it, it's, huh? it's all a smoke screen. Yeah. It's all a lie. Right. It's, it's just meant to get close. Right. And, well, to have like a backstory, you know, like, uh, okay, here's an example, Geo. This is a, probably a very bad example. Um, but think of Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie and Mr. and Mrs. Smith. They were together because it was a cover life for their real life. Right? There you go. Yeah. So this is Mon Mothma's cover life for her real life as an undercover senator trying to rebel the Empire. So are they going to have a gunfight in their I hope so. Home? I hope see we see Mon Mothma walking Mothra. around in rain boots. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I just thought on Twitter someone said that they think uh, Vel and uh, Luthen's shop owner are ex-girlfriends. And that's why they're so like not pleasant with each other. That'd be kind of cool. Maybe. Maybe I mean she has she has her current girlfriend who is surviving for her life over on Dude, Hill, I, so. I know we saw it in the trailer, but seeing it again, like the shot of Cinta looking up in the Star Destroyer yeah, going Star Destroyer. over the mountain. That like, was a great shot. It looks so real and it was so cool. I that some of my favorite probably like things that I have seen visually from the show have been just like the ships like i i think my most favorite thing so far is from the last episode them getting in the tie fighters like i was like like this is awesome and then the cinematography and the camera style used is brilliant uh the one shot that stood out to me in this episode is very simple but it's it was a close-up on luthan as he was watching mon mothma fly away um, it's the choice of frames that this show is excelling at. Um, and that Star Destroyer shot is very much one of them. It's um, just seeing the Star Destroyer come out from an angle on the screen rather than like a wide shot of the whole thing, just seeing the point come out. Um, it's the choices of how, you know, how they're deciding to shoot specific shots in Star Wars. And it it feels like because we've never really seen, of course, we've seen moments in Star Wars shot like this, but we've never really seen Star Wars shot in this specific way. It's not shot like a typical Star Wars project. It reminds and I think that's why it's so exciting. It reminds me of like the old like fan made stuff that you always were like, oh my god, that's so cool. Why didn't they use that? Like when a fan makes like the Empire coming over the mountain, like that type of stuff, and it's just like. Oh my god, that looks so real! And then it's like, yeah. finally, they're doing something that looks well. Like that. And and you have to keep in mind, like the way we are reacting to those kind of shots is probably how people were reacting when they first saw the opening to A New Hope and the Star Destroyer flying slowly yeah. and all of that. So there's some perspective right there. And also, like I think about Hoth when the uh, AT AT walkers are first, yeah. Uh, you know, emerging on the horizon. It's like, whoa. Yeah. So no, for sure. that's it to consider. Yeah. Agreed. I can't. Um, I honestly, my, I kind of 
I and this could be contro- controversial. I'm kind of more into Mon Mothma's story right now than I am Cassie. I am at this point in time. So uh, I was in the Andors the last couple. Uh but I right now, after this episode, I'm more interested in what happens to Mon Mothma than I am in Andor. For sure. Yeah. Which I think it's totally fine because I mean the show is called Andor and I get it. But the show is truly about the rebellion. It's not about it, just yeah, him. It could it could literally just have been called rebellion, or something. which I I do like that they didn't call it that because uh, I don't I don't necessarily think I need a show called the rebellion or rebel or whatever. I like the fact that it's called Andor because um, I think he is still the main character. But I do I am a little bit more into what Mon Mothma is dealing with now than I am Andor for sure. Yeah. Stellan Skarsgård as Luthen, Genevieve O'Reilly, yep. Mon Mothma, and, and Diego Luna as Andor. Those three are just so good at their characters. Like agreed. Stellan Skarsgård, I like you always like expect good, but like what he's putting out and when he's with uh, Genevieve O'Reilly, like they're just. I can't get over how they were just like, oh, this is so. We're gonna kill everyone, and then just like, but it's just like they're talking like. And it's it was so so freaking well done. Um, last part of all this, we got to get to Cassian himself because he had a little bit of a story here. Uh, we see him go back to Ferrix. Uh, he meets up with Marva and tries to get her to go off planet with him. She eventually decides not to. We got a, a interesting little flashback of what Cassian dealt with as a younger child um, and a younger adult. Excuse me. Uh, he took the name Clem because Clem is the name of the gentleman that was with Marva when they found Cassian. And we come to find out that he was hanged uh, by the Empire um, on uh, on Ferrix. Cool flashback too of the of the clone or the stormtroopers' uniforms at that time. Not fully stormtrooper, but on the way there, mm-hmm. kind of that in between period that we've talked about plenty of times. Uh, Marva was great in her moments. She was fantastic in this episode, um, and we eventually see a little bit of Bix as well. And then we see Cassian at the end. He's off hoeing it out with some girl on some party planet at a resort. 100% Florida. It's a Florida, the Florida of the Star Wars galaxy. And he gets arrested by, yeah, um, he gets arrested by a uh, KT unit, uh, which is very interesting. I love seeing the shore troopers. The shore troopers are cool. Ultimate I didn't know they were a thing. Shore troopers. I was like, that's awesome. They were in Rogue One. Yeah, they were the ones that fought on the beach. Mm-hmm. I thought those were the dark troopers or the. Well, they were the death troopers as well. The, death the troopers. shore like, troopers are. The shore troopers were on the beach. Yeah, they were only oh. on Scarif. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're beach troopers, G. That's what they are. I saw that the the awesome. the one that arrested him was Sam Witwer. I, that could be really. That I, I could be wrong, but I I'll have to go back and watch it. Somewhere. KX series, sorry, not K two, sorry. KX series, my bad. I know when that head, me again, Andy. When that head popped up, I went, "Oh!" I love how they they that shot specifically was like a slow mo shot of him coming up because everyone knows who he is. Yeah, we all and know he was. We carrying all know, and he was carrying someone. And then it's a different voice. You're like, "Oh, thank God, it's on him. It's on him." Could you imagine if it was actually him? Which would have been crazy. Um, but. I mean, what a cool scene to bring in that unit for the first time that we see him in, ca- in canon anyway, uh, in the canon timeline. Obviously, he's in Rogue One, duh. Um, but yeah, he's arrested for total BS. Like, the dude's just walking, 
Short Trooper stops him and he gets six years in prison. Yeah. I mean, that's the Imperial Empire. He, I could be overlooking it. But it very much seemed like he got profiled. And that's literally the reason why. Because he looked like the criminals that the KX were going after. Like, maybe he literally looked just like them. And yeah. Andy, you literally took what I was just about to say. The, it going hang. He, like, I was like, oh, this is freaking dark. Like, the, the fact that they literally, like, probably have just been like, go kill that person. Like, hang. And just literally, like, that sounded like that's command that probably gets used pretty frequently. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I think he uh, got a little racially profiled right there. And well, that's what the Empire does. I know. And that's what I'm saying. Like, it very much. And Nazi Germany. Yeah. And I think it was very much obvious in this scene because they just assumed he kind of looked a little like dirty and just not on vacation and kind of like those people that were just running around that they were chasing after and. You're one of them. So, I don't, yeah, I don't know. All right, quick question here from Eli Allen. Thank you so much for joining us, Eli. Uh, he asks, what are your thoughts on the human to alien ratio? There is none. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, you have to think also in this aspect. The Empire does not employ aliens. They are strictly humans. Yep. Um, the literal only exception is technically Thrawn. At least that I can think of off the top of my head. That is like a well-known person. So in that aspect, if you're looking at the Empire, it makes sense. As far as people we've come across... Yeah, it is kind of actually now that you think about it, like, well, I mean, the Aldani are technically alien. They were just human. They just look like humans. Yeah. And I get And again, I was going to say it's kind of weird that they didn't have an alien on the team. But at the same time, no, it doesn't because they had to infiltrate pretending to be part of the Empire, which, again, would be no aliens unless there's loopholes to understand why they're not doing it. Yeah. Um, Ferrex. That's a question, you know, there hasn't there wasn't a whole lot there. Um maybe the corpos only employ humans as well, uh, from when we saw them. I mean, there really honestly there hasn't been a lot of aliens. Like there hasn't. Yeah. That's just like question. aliens that look human, essentially. Yeah. I mean Yeah. I mean, outside of like big bigger... Andy Andy brings up a good point as well. The party at Mon Moth, I had a couple. Yeah, I was going to say had a couple, yeah. outside of like that or the beach. I mean, there hasn't really been any, but like I said, when you're dealing with literally the inner workings of the Empire, you're not going to see aliens. Yeah, and I, I like I've always been one that's wanted more aliens in Star Wars storytelling. You know, I've I've always said that if they can get a, an idea of doing it, I would love to see a Star Wars story that focused strictly on an alien 
it costs money, which is mainly most of the time why you don't see that. Um, and this, I, I could be completely wrong and I'm probably am, but I kind of see this as this show was written and sought out as a non star Wars property and they layered star Wars over the top. Yeah. So when you kind of look at it that way, like think of it as a real world spy thriller, mystery, uh, thriller, whatever. If you put it in the real world, there obviously are no aliens. And so I kind of just feel like, you know, they looked at it as a real world property and they're going to sprinkle them in here and there. We're going to see them, you know, party at Mon Mothma's or uh, in, some, in the background of some shop or whatever. But all of the main players that we're going to see are going to be Imperial. They're going to be Rebellion. And those Rebels are going to be people who at this point in time are trying to infiltrate the Empire. They can't do that five years down the road because the, the Rebels are a clear organization opposite of the Empire. So they're allowed to employ aliens a lot easier than they are now right now their mindset is we have to get in and get out and how do you do that by staying human so that's a good reason to think like okay we're not and brian mentioned it why aldani was a group of human rebels is because they had to infiltrate the empire you're not allowed to be an alien so it does make sense in ways again there's loopholes but yes i would also like to see a little bit more aliens i mean nothing they've done this show, nothing in this show couldn't be done without the, the theme of Star Wars. Mm -hmm. Like, you can literally make this show right now, change a spaceship to a normal plane, and like every single thing that you've done so far could be a regular spy thriller. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, I'm sure maybe when we get to like coming across like the partisans like saw like you'll get maybe some i mean two tubes and stuff like that like you'll see that maybe but i don't think you're gonna probably get very many aliens in this that's gonna be connected into this empire type thing at least in this point i think i, I think it's okay for this show to not have as much aliens. I think the other shows like Mando and Boba Fett yeah. and Ahsoka, they're going to be heavy alien presence, right? With those types of characters. Um, we, we've gotten a lot of them in those shows. So I, I do think that we're able to give this one a little bit of a pass. One, because we've gotten a lot with those, but also two, the subject matter that is telling 80%, 85% of the time doesn't call for alien species, right? It's focusing on Mon Mothma. It's focusing on... Casting Andor, it's focusing on the Empire. Those are all human characters, you know. Um, so I think it's okay. I would like to see more background, whatever. But if they're not, I'm okay with it because we are getting them in the other shows. Yeah, I mean, Ahsoka is literally an alien. <laughs> Thrawn is literally an alien. Yeah. So Hera, you Baby Yoda is literally an alien. Yeah, yeah. So. To you guys' point, there's so much. Star Wars, you're gonna get your aliens, and some of the <laughs> coolest, some of the most baddest Jedi that ever lived were aliens. Ahsoka. Kit, Kit Fisto, and yeah, the one who got he, shot by the he, clones he on the snow bridge. Plokhu, yeah, Mundi, Mundi, the one in the deleted scene in Revenge of the Sith that Grievous stabbed. Shock T, Shock T, the most Her. underrated Jedi ever. <laughs> She's died like eight. She's times. died six different times. Yeah. Really? 
Yeah. Well, she's died in like three or four different deleted scenes, but they never showed it. They never end up using it. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, all right, gentlemen. Well, I think that covers everything. Um, interesting, interesting place where the show is headed next week. Uh, we're going to see what happens to Cassian. He's currently going to be serving a sentence in prison. Uh, quick, quick, quick question. And I want a quick answer from both of you. How do you think Cassian gets out of prison? Brian? I don't know, honestly, because I, I was trying to think about it. And it's not like Luthen's going to save him because Luthen put a hit on him, essentially. So, and Mon Mothma doesn't know who he is. Deidre and Cyril are probably going to want him in a bad way. So I, I maybe saw, I don't know. I honestly have been Actually thinking that a bad call. That's I not know. a bad call at all. That's the only thing I could, that's the only, maybe they're in the prison for someone else, but he's just like there. Yeah. I, I'm not really sure. That's a really good call, Brian. That's yeah. all. I was trying to think of like, I mean, there's five episodes. He was clearly in the trailer um, I'm assuming he's gonna go to a different, probably be on a different planet. Like, what happens if he ends up on the same planet that Jin Erso was? When that's she... what I was thinking. Yeah. That's, so, uh, what's what is it? It's um, it's uh, it was mentioned. Um, it was mentioned in this episode. Mobani. What if he ends up on Mobani? Yeah, I mean, I think that's I, the name of it. Andy, correct me if I'm wrong. I, I, I literally have the only thing. Or Wobani, not Mobani. Wobani. 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 Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. The only that's the only thing I could think of because I don't see any of the characters we know actively like trying to go get him. Geo, what's your uh, uh, much quicker answer? Uh, well, let's just say there's a lot of interested parties <laughs> in one Cassian Andor, and so he's gonna break out somehow so so you think he's gonna break out personally he's gonna break out with help yeah. i mean yeah. I, I wouldn't put cassie i wouldn't put cassie in to find a way to break out himself you know true um maybe yeah, that's all maybe that's the whole next episode is him breaking he might not out. even make it to the actual prison he might just like get out at some point before yeah yeah i mean i i, I like both ideas I, i'm kind of like an in-between um, I don't see uh, my first original thought was like Luthen, you know what? Maybe Luthen finds a way to find him or he finds out that he got arrested and he's like, well, he's a he's a liability right now. I have to find a way to rescue him. I don't have a choice. Yeah, that's um, cause I don't think there's a way that you can, I mean, he could put a hit on him in prison, but I feel like that probably wouldn't work. So I, I do think there's a chance that Luthen's like my hands are tied. Like, I got to do what I need to get this guy out. I really like the Saw idea. I think bringing Saw into the mix here. Like, maybe Cassian is just kind of off to the side when Saw is breaking in or disrupting something and he's there. Or he's directly involved. Um, but I also wouldn't put put it past uh, him to do it himself. He He's clearly probably done it many times before. The dude's been in and out of crazy life for a while. So, um, yeah, we'll see. Only got five and Andy makes a good point. It's not his name, Cassian. Uh, he's under Keith Kurgo. So uh, Luthen probably wouldn't even recognize him if it was just via name because of face, different story. Um, 
but yeah, we'll, we'll find out. Hopefully we find our next episode. And uh, I'm very excited to see what happens with Mon Mothma next, what happens with Luthen, all these characters. Uh, gentlemen, thank you as always for joining me on Fandalorian Club. Everyone watching, thank you guys so much. Andy, Eli, uh, I tossed Brennan in there mm -hmm. earlier, Samir. Thank you guys. Louis, uh, thank you for stopping by. We appreciate you guys. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Since we're not on the, sh the channel the rest of the week, let's do some quick plug before we head out. Gio, let's start. Where can everyone find you online? Uh, Twitter at Insider Geo, Phantom United, separate channel, and of course, Apocalyx Movies. Brian? Hi, Curtis. Um, and a certain point of view. Uh, be of all seen on Twitter and Instagram. Twitter and Instagram at Quagon Jake. Two ends because someone else took it before I did. Tomorrow, no Marvel Rewind. I almost said there was one. No Marvel Rewind. It's not going to be one for a while. We are off the rest of the week. Uh, no rewind for a little bit, which is very, very nice. Um, I will say this too, being that this is Fando, we're going to try to do review of Tale of Jedi. I don't know if they're going to be uh, single episode reviews or like arc episodes, uh, but we'll keep you guys updated. But we definitely want to talk about Tales of the Jedi, which comes out next week. Um, so look out for that. And then I will also mention that we are going to see Black Adam tomorrow. And we're going to try to do our best to get a uh, out of the theater reaction. So you'll be able to get our immediate thoughts on that movie. Uh, I'll post it on YouTube's. And then next Tuesday show Apocalypse Now will be a full on breakdown of Black Adam and everything DC happening over the last week. Um, so yeah, make sure you're joining us there. Hit that subscribe button. Follow us on social media. We thank you guys so much once again. Have a great rest of your week. We'll catch you guys next time.